everybody, and welcome to the DPI Podcast. This is Matt, and today we're going to be talking about the Disney Springs area of Walt Disney World. And Disney Springs is um, a huge area, kind of out there by the two water parks. It's kind of off the beaten path when you think about Disney. But as far as things to do, it does not disappoint. So really what we want to start when we're talking about these areas is what types of hotels are around. So Peter, why don't you start us out with a couple of the moderate hotels that are over there? Sure. So over by Disney Springs, there are there aren't any value resorts. However, there are in addition to the ones that Matt and I are going to talk about. There are also a lot of those good neighbor hotels, and also even some like non good neighbor hotels. Not saying they're not good hotels. They're just not in association or affiliation in a partnership, if you will, with Disney. So Matt and I are just going to talk about the Disney hotels. But just across the road from Disney Springs are quite a few of your good neighbor and other hotels as well. Um, So it's a good way to stay near, come over to Disney Springs, and then get your transportation. However, Matt's going to talk about the transportation in just a little bit, that you will have to get a little bit creative if you want to stay at one of those hotels and then use the Disney transportation in order to move around. So Matt will talk about that. I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to go right into the first Disney hotel, um, and I'm going to talk about two simultaneously because they do share a name. They are called the Port Orleans Hotels. So the Port Orleans Hotels are intermediate, so you can expect those intermediate price ranges in the mid-twos to mid-threes, depending on the room type that you check, whether you want preferred rooms or or water views or anything else like that. Um, But Port Orleans has two types. There is Port Orleans French Quarter. This is going to be themed to sort of a Louisiana Bayou Mardi Gras type of feel. And then there's Port Orleans Riverside, and this is going to be built towards like 1920s mill country town is the the best way that I can explain that. Um, So both of them have kind of similar layouts, though. Uh, The relatively the relatively large resorts, kind of in that same idea as what we've already talked about. If you're following our podcast sequentially, um, you're going to find them in similar size to Caribbean Beach and Coronado. Uh, sort of a central hub area, and that central hub is where you're going to find check-in, your bus transportation, your dining options, your main pool is going to be built off of the backside of that, and then you're going to head out and have clumps of buildings where you're going to find your rooms. Um, what's really nice about the Port Orleans is that French Quarter and Riverside both have really nice pools with water slides and all of that. So Riverside is built, like I said, at kind of an old mill. So your water slide actually takes you down an old mill and and drops you into the pool. The pool over at French Quarter, Mardi Gras themed. You've got Neptune riding a sea serpent is is the focal point of the slide area. Um, So like a Mardi Gras float is is how it's all built. Um, But what's really neat about staying at Port Orleans is if you're at Riverside, you are more than welcome to go use the French Quarter Pool. So for those of you that might take days off out of the parks or might just be going down to Disney to do not Disney parks... Staying over here at Disney Springs is a brilliant call, and staying at Port Orleans is going to keep your cost a little bit down, and it's also going to allow you to to go to two different pools. So that's nice to have two different 
themed pool options when we're staying down there. Outside of that, the last thing to note, I suppose, is that Riverside does have a really cool room called the Royal Guest Room, where the beds look like you're stepping into, you know, a, a king's bedroom with the finishings, and there are princesses all over the walls. So really, really cool room type again called the Royal Guest Room that's available at one of these resorts. Uh, Matt's going to go ahead and kick us up into what are technically deluxe resorts, but they are also the first two DVC properties uh, that were at Disney World. Go ahead, Matt. So yeah, so the two resorts that I'm going to talk about are going to be called Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, and they're kind of bunched together off the backside of the lake, and it's basically a huge drainage pond for the Disney Springs area. But these two resorts are, like Peter said, they're considered deluxe resorts, but both of them seem to have like almost like an intermediate moderate layout. They've got a busing system that goes in a circuit through the resort. Um, so you can take the bus to the front desk or you can hoof it. I know Saratoga Springs, we've stayed there once and our room was all the way, it was in the farthest building away from the main building and it was a walk i mean it was it was a big walk but the nice thing was there was a bus station right across the street from our building so usually it's about one bus station for every three or four buildings they don't fill up super fast but you have to remember that you know at saratoga i think there's five stations Mm -hmm. you have the main building and four stations around the resort you got 10 people at every station you're the last station yeah that's a full bus yeah so you know, it, it, it is important to understand that with that resort. Um, one other nice thing about Saratoga Springs is if you play golf, it does have one of the Disney property golf courses attached to the resort. And that's going to be Lake Buena Vista. And it's a beautiful course, nice layout. It has hosted some PGA, LPGA events. So really, really cool uh, place to play some golf. And you can do club rentals and everything there. So we've we've played there and used their clubs, and it, it worked out perfectly fine. Old Key West, like I said, is kind of on the other side and kind of connected to Saratoga Springs, but they don't share the drive. And it, it's there, and it's kind of like a an island style. You think mm-hmm. about Key West, Florida, you know, it, it's kind of like those shanty buildings yeah, and that kind of yeah, 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 yeah. And um, really nice property. Again, you can have some of those golf course view rooms. And then between the two of them, they have the treehouse villas, which is a cool thing for Saratoga Springs. And these are the, they're tree houses and they house nine people. And they're just, it's a really neat kind of specialty room when you look at some of the room types around Disney. One of my bucket list rooms to stay in. I just want to stay in a treehouse at Disney. So transportation's kind of neat. So you do have boat transportation from all of the resorts that we've talked about. So both of the Port Orleans resorts, Key West and Saratoga Springs, have a boat system. But it only goes to Disney Springs. That's a common misconception that people will make is that they go, oh, boat service, what park does it go to? No, 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 no. Nope. It goes over to Disney Springs for you so you don't have to walk over there. And then you can still take a bus from all of these resorts to Disney Springs as well. Um, one important thing about Disney Springs, they've got a bus station. It looks just like a park bus terminal. It's got stations for all the resorts. But there's one thing that's missing. There are no stations for any of the parks. 
So you cannot park at the massive parking garages at Disney Springs and then try and run over and get grab a bus and take it to a park. You actually will have to go to another hotel and then go from that hotel to whatever park you're going to go to. Now, there are people who do that, but boy, that's a lot of hassle in order to get to the park. And it can add a lot of time. I mean, Disney Spring buses don't run as often as regular park buses throughout the parks. And therefore, on the flip side, they don't run as often back to the resort hotel. So you almost have to catch the buses while they're there. Or you might be playing a little bit of bus roulette trying to figure out which bus is going to be coming next. Bus and roulette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But once you get to Disney Springs, Disney Springs is broken up into four distinct areas. And really, when you look at a map, we're going to start all the way on the west side. And ironically, it's called the west side. (laughs) And we're going to work our way back east across Disney Springs. So, Peter, why don't you kick us off on the west side and what the west side's about? So what Matt and I realized as we really dove into Disney Springs and and tried to think about it as like a sharing with our listeners is that Disney Springs is actually kind of themed in their area. So the west side, we're calling the fun. Um, If you look at the west side, there's going to be shops and there's going to be food, but there's a lot of fun. So... uh, Here are some examples. The NBA experiences there, the Splitsville Bowling Lanes, House of Blues to catch a, you know, dinner show, and the AMC Movie Theater are all in this area on the west side. And the AMC Movie Theater is kind of cool because it has a normal side that has, you know, movie screens and concession stands. And then it also does have uh, the other side is a completely separate thing. They have different entrances. You can't get to the one side from the other. But it has the, I'm I'm thinking of the place near me, so I, I can't necessarily call it what it is. But it's one of those movie theaters where you go in, you get a menu, you sit down, you order your food and your drinks, and you watch a movie. So it might sound crazy, like, why would I want to watch a movie if I'm taking a vacation to Disney? I will tell you something. I saw Star Wars and Force Awakens had a Disney movie theater. It was so cool to watch Star Wars Force Awakens at a Disney movie theater. So seeing Disney movies at Disney is is really, really fun. Um, and then the last fun, the last like noteworthy thing is Cirque du Soleil, which is coming out with a brand new show. And Matt wants to talk about that a little bit because he's super excited. <laughs> the new show, Cirque du Soleil, is going to be called Drawn to Life. It's going to open sometime in April. They're doing preview shows starting in March and we were lucky enough to get some tickets to that so we are my family's super excited to go see this show because my wife and I are huge Cirque fans we go out to Vegas and and see shows out in Vegas all the time bringing the Disney one and having a Disney themed Cirque show now is going to be really interesting seeing some of the previews and, and kind of what they've released on YouTube it looks fantastic I don't doubt it. If you put the minds of Cirque and the, the Disney minds together, what's what's going to come out is going to be absolutely amazing. So watch shortly, you know, middle of March, end of March. Watch for us to do a special edition on the show. I'll probably be taking a bunch of notes while I'm there, while we're watching. I have no clue what to expect in this preview. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty cool to go and see. Yeah, so after that, so you have all these different entertainment options. There are entertainment options in other places, but the West Side has what I would say is like the largest 
concentration of of kind of things to do around Disney Springs. From there, as you come over to the right, you're actually going to be where the buses are going to drop you off. The buses will drop you off just to the right of AMC Theaters, and it's kind of on the threshold between the west side and Town Center, which Matt's going to tell us a little bit about. Yeah, so Town Center is really kind of like their shopping district. And when you think about like an outdoor mall or something like that, that's what that's what this is going to really remind you of. A lot of medium to high end shops. Uh, I not you're not going to see like Old Navies and stuff in there, but they're really nice shops. The Coca Cola stores there, T Rex, and then the Lego store are all in what's considered Town Center. And T Rex is kind of like a dinosaur themed rainforest cafe with a Build a Bear shop inside of it, which is really cool. But the other thing there is the Welcome Center. And this is a cool little trick that you can do if you if you pre-purchase your bands or something, but you need to pick them up. So you can go to the Welcome Center and you can pick up your park tickets and anything like that there instead of doing it at the park your first day at the parks. So it saves you a little bit of time. You're going to run into a lot less people there. And, you know, it's just a little trick to use, you know, if you, you're coming in late and you're not planning on using that first night as a as a park night. Yeah, and another thing you can do at that Welcome Center is if you're a Disney Visa card holder, this is the place where you can go because you do have to get a physical redemption card. So if you forget to do that ahead of time and you want to use your Disney Visa points as part of your cost at Disney, all of your room charges and stuff, you go to the Welcome Center and get this it's the only place one of the only places in disney that can hand you that redemption card to so now you can call disney visa and have them load the points on that card oh awesome so awesome. something that you can keep in mind those of you that have disney visa cards so as we as we keep moving through disney springs the next place we're going to talk about is the landing and the landing is Basically the food district, right? Yeah, so if you kind of go north a little bit of Town Center, you're going to go across some bridges, and you're going to go into the landing. And that was built on purpose. You can actually get into the landing without going over bridges, but they do have some some bridges going out both sides of it, and it's because they wanted to give it a feeling of more of like an island or like a boat dock area. And as Matt said, Food is our theme here. So we've got fun, we've got shops, and now we've got food. If you look at the landing, it is just restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. Many of them are relatively new uh, because this is the area that was kind of built. Uh, It's sort of an island, so there are all these, as I said, there are all these kind of bridges connecting you onto this landing. There are anywhere from like simpler things. So Maria and Enzo's there, which is a great Italian restaurant. The Edison is sort of like steampunk themed in my opinion. It has some burgers and some other good chicken dishes and things like that. Um, Raglan Road, which is an Irish pub that actually has Irish step dancing performances every single night, is on this little kind of island area. And then there are, so those are kind of like standard restaurants. And then there are also some of the finer dining establishments. Paddlefish is there, which is in a giant a uh, giant paddle boat, and it features a steak and seafood menu. And then Morimoto Asia, if you're familiar with the Iron Chef franchise, mm-hmm. um, Chef Morimoto, so it's Morimoto Asia, so you can expect Asian fusion-style food, sushi, and other things along those lines. Um, but if you do have a dining plan, both of those last two restaurants are double 
credit ones because it's more of a luxury fine dining establishment um, as opposed to those uh, those first few. Landing a really, really cool place, but you're probably not going to spend much time in there unless you're specifically aiming for a restaurant or just passing through to one of the other areas or just kind of looking around and enjoying all the cool scenery Yeah, because yeah. that's always fun. Um, as you head over to the right, you're then going to find our last area, and that's going to be the marketplace. So, Matt, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, the marketplace is what I consider kind of where they put a lot of the Disney-themed areas. So this is where you're going to find World of Disney, and this is the largest Disney store in the world. And if you want something Disney and it's not there, you're probably not going to find it. It's a huge store, and you need a couple of hours to get through it if you're going to actually look at things and not just try and blow through the store. Um, some other things that are over there is Void. It's a virtual reality uh, building, and it's a really cool addition. It just opened up end of last year, late last year, I yeah, think. Yeah, somewhere um, But, yeah, it's a really neat area. They've got a PhotoPass studio where they can green screen you in a lot of different areas. Bippity-boppity boutiques over there. So when you think of, you know, things around Disney that they could put into a retail setting – this is what they've done with the marketplace. A couple other things of note over there. The Rainforest Cafe is over there. So you've got your Rainforest Cafe at Animal Kingdom. You've got one at Disney Springs. And then the same company does T-Rex as well. And a lot of the food is similar at T-Rex. So you've got three choices if you like that menu. Um, and then the pin trading place is over there. So it's a huge, huge. pin shop. Huge, my goodness. Yeah, so I know my daughter and your son are both big pin traders. and If you don't find the pin you're looking for there, yeah, you're not going to find it. Yeah, so really what we wanted to do in this is really just give you a big overview of Disney Springs. You know, I pulled up the website and it said something like 106 shops and 40-something restaurants. I mean, this is a big place. It's a great place to kill time. It's a great place if you have that in day or that out day where you're not planning on going to the parks to just kind of move around and see some scenery because the theming of the buildings and, you know, going through the outdoor mall, it's, it's, it's very, very Disney-esque on, on a lot of different levels. So, you know, Peter, you want to wrap us up on this one? No, I really, I don't really have anything else to say other than kind of to echo what Matt said. Uh, the hotels that we talked about at the beginning, if you're thinking that you want to go more to like hit some water parks, relax, just be in Florida, be at Disney, spend some time eating some delicious food. Those would be some good hotels to stay at if you're not planning to go into the parks because it is a little bit out of the way and you do have the Disney Springs to fall back on to, to fill your day up and, and provide you with activities and fun things to do. Um, outside of that, though, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on all of our different sources, um, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, so many different things to find us. Find us on our Facebook, our Instagram. And thanks all for tuning in, and, and I hope you learned something new today. Yeah, thanks, guys. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Contact us at any of these options or learn more by clicking the website link below.